Are you hungry for more? You know what life has to offer. You sense it is radiating magic, but perhaps you feel like you're just not fully nourished by all there is to embody. Well, you're exactly where you're supposed to be, here and now, just what the doctor ordered. Welcome to the conversation, Well and Why, where we feast on fuel for the soul. These topics are designed to ignite that fire and maximize our human potential. Together, we can heal the system. Alone, we can heal our bloodline. Bon appetit. Welcome back to Well and Why, a spiritually nutritious production. I am your host, Allie. This is where we talk all things lifestyle design, the growth mindset, and it is inspired by wellness. This week's episode, we have Vernon Foster. I want to apologize in advance for my audio. It isn't necessarily up to par to his. He is a badass behind the scenes with technology. My mic broke in my move and and it was hanging on by a thread. So I'm in the process of upgrading my technology. Vernon and I talk about simple philosophies that have helped him completely turn his life around and how he turned it into a book that is shortly about to drop, so we'll be keeping a close eye on that. We also talk about the framework of breaking down the big picture of a project into smaller steps, which is something that I'm really not so good at, so I've had conversations with Vernon previously uh, for help on this. You might hear my dog's toys in the background. And we also get pretty deep into the idea of believing in ourselves. Vernon gives us a little awareness test to see if we can sense where we stand within our level of self-belief. And I loved this little like gift of knowledge that he brought into this hour and a half conversation. We also touch on Vernon's perspective of the Black Lives Matter movement because I want all the different point of views that I can get so I can understand how to best communicate this topic with people I come across without getting heated in defense of humankind. So I hope this is helpful. I hope you enjoy yourselves. It is a broad range of highs and lows of of our conversation topics. And at the end of the day, this is well and why. And life is a balance and the duality of the good and the bad, the yin and the yang, the highs and the lows, the waves of life. So enjoy. Vernon, you and I have worked together in the past, and I was always so inspired by your entrepreneurial spirit and hardworking mentality. You've always believed in me and have been open on numerous occasions to sit down and have a personal phone call with me so I could capture as much as I can of the knowledge you have up in that noggin. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you for that, and I appreciate you so much for being on here. Oh, it's my pleasure, Ali. I'm excited to be here with your audience today. Hopefully I can... (laughs) deliver some value here from my Brooklyn apartment in the middle of COVID. So <laughs> Amazing. There are so many things that I want to discuss with you in such a short period of time. Some think an hour is long, but I would have to disagree. But let's start off with you telling us a bit about yourself and why you're such a go-getter, because you're definitely one to get shit done. Uh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh Thank you for allowing me to be here on this amazing show. Uh, we've had some amazing guests on here, so I'm, I'm glad to finally get the opportunity to sit down with you. Uh, let's see, 60-second story. My name is Vernon Foster, a.k.a. Famous Vernon. Um, 
for the last 18 years, um, I have used my life as a Petri dish to experiment and do a multitude of different things that includes uh, DJing. I started my first business at 19. Um, I was a hype man for EDM parties. I currently work for a tech startup. I've started and failed at multiple businesses. More recently wrote a book, um, award-winning speaker. And I guess my philosophy has always been, you know, YOLO, right? Like the kids say, <laughs> uh, you're only going to live once. This is not a dress rehearsal. So if that's the case, you might as well squeeze every ounce of opportunity that you can get out of life. And to me, uh, I'm truly an Aries through and through, right? Anybody who's into astrology or the Zodiacs, I'm definitely an Aries. <laughs> so so um, I definitely checked that box. And uh, I just have this zest for life to learn and to uh, always level up my skills, to always surround myself around people that are you know a little bit ahead of me and people that are a little bit behind me so I can reach back and grab them and help them up too. And uh, that's uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Boom! I love Boom. it. <laughs> you are such a hype man. I'm feeling your hype right now, and I'm like, yes. yeah, I'm ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> I bring the energy. Somebody's like, "What's your superpower?" I was like, uh, "I think I have two: hope and energy, for sure." If you were to pick one, which one? Hope. Hope. Yeah. That's hope. cute. I like that. Mine's optimism. Yeah. So yeah, how optimistic? I put them in the same bucket, but yeah, for okay. sure. For sure. I got yeah, you. I get that. I see that. I see that. Recently, I actually heard a quote about hope. I forget where I heard it. Something I watched and it was something about hope is, oh, it was a, it was a motivational speech I watched online and it was something like hope is just a wish and faith is like really believing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll love to talk. I'd love to dig into that deeper more. I won't cut you off, but four levels of belief remind me to come back to that. That's something that I think would be valuable to your audience today. Perfect. Definitely. Cool. So aside from your own podcast, which you have, you're finishing up the process of your book that you just mentioned called the seven laws of mindful living. Congratulations on that incredible accomplishment, by the way. Thank you. You're welcome. Can you touch on that a little? What made you feel like a philosophical book was one you wanted to write? Um, yeah, that's a great question. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I've actually, when I was in school uh, back in the days, uh, several years ago, many, many moons ago, <laughs> uh, two of my favorite subjects in school were philosophy and psychology. So um, I, I've always kind of saw myself as someone who's searching. I'm always searching for the answer to answer the question, who am I, right? Who am I? A very philosophical, um, you know, question, right? At the root of it. So this book came as a result of, of me kind of being in a, in a very um, dark place in my life. Uh, you know, they, they say a, a inspiration and, and, and art comes from, you know, a sometimes dark spots in people's lives, right? Musicians and artists, some of their greatest work and their greatest crafts have come from when they're in this like moment in their life and they're just trying to figure everything out. Um, so I was in the middle of, I had moved back home. Uh, at the time I was 30 years old, which isn't really, you know, how you envision your life or at least how I envision my life. <laughs> I was like, I'm supposed to have it all together and 
have all these things by now and have it all figured out, right? Um, I was actually in the middle of a breakup. My business was floundering. And so I did the only thing that any sane normal person would do. I wrote a book. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was a, so it was a culmination of, it's kind of part philosophy, part adventure, part um, part of my process of healing um, in, in a way of sharing my story and my testimony and a way to, you know, give people tools that I was, that I was blessed with and that I was received through mentorship and the people that came into my life with the hopes that, you know, somebody can take something, take what they need. And if it resonates with them, great. If it doesn't, then disregard it. But it's, it's a philosophy of life adventure. And the, I guess the, the fundamental question that I'm um, or the fundamental thing that I'm trying to give or birth to people is that, you know, we're all soldiers of the same struggle. No one's alone in their journey. If anybody told you you're alone and you got to do it alone, ask for your money back because they lied to you. <laughs> and, you know, just that there is through all of it, right? Through, through all of the pain and sorrow, right? You can learn to let go. You can learn to love again. Um, you can learn to be a giver, right? You can learn to tap into your passions and and the things that bring you joy, and you can find peace in all of that, right? Even in, amongst the chaos, amongst all the things that you go through in life, loss, right? Heartbreak, failure after failure after failure, um, there's light at the end of the tunnel. So, yeah. I love that, and I I appreciate it even more because I feel like that's a really cool way of putting philosophy and adventure together. And that's important because oftentimes adventure does, you know, manifest into philosophical, you know, awareness or, you know, just, yeah. yeah, I love that. Was it a specific adventure for you besides feeling a place of darkness that kind of made you realize some of these philosophies? Uh, I think it was a culmination of everything, right? It was like, so when you, uh, the seven laws of mindful living was initially based on a speech that I wrote, right? I wrote a Toastmaster speech and I won an award for it. And, and my, uh, the genesis of the book early on, my mentor at the time, a guy named Scott was like, Hey, you should turn this into a book. And I was like, and I can't write no book. <laughs> I'm not a writer. I can speak, but I'm not a writer, you know, and which you have to watch. You have to be careful with what you say. Right. You have to watch your mouth. Mm. Oh, you know, when you're a kid, my mom. I am not. I am. Yeah, I I am is a is a very powerful statement. So if you say I am and then you say something after that, that's, you know, that's not uh, of that doesn't serve you or doesn't bring energy into the, the vibes, into the universe. That's positive. Right you're going to attract that. Right. So I said that right in that, in that moment, but he said, no, 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 no. You, you just have to figure out a way to that makes it work for you. Cause he had actually done the same thing, but in that speech in the seven laws of mindful living, it was initially uh, a speech called the seven laws of paradise Island. And so when I got up and gave the speech in the May Mayflower retirement home, this was in, uh, this was in 2013. And uh, I, I kind of, 
pitched it as this mythical place, right? I, I, I pitched it as this utopia and there are these, these things. And before you got on the boat, you had to leave your baggage behind, right? Was, which is like the symbolism of letting go. And so I'm saying all these things. And then at the end I say, Oh, by the way, this isn't a real place. (laughs) This is actually just some philosophies that I've learned to live my life by. Right. And so Although although I gave the speech in 2013, what's funny is that I actually went on to live out those actual experiences through travel, through heartbreak, like letting go, right? The concept of letting go, a very universal principle. Um, I had to learn how to let go of heartbreak. I had to learn how to let go of, you know, just, okay, if this is not working, I can't just keep willing my way and forcing it. There's a reason why it's not working. I have to be in flow, right? So learning how to let go of just always trying to force stuff, my competitive sports mindset that, right, that the jock in me that's like, I'm going to make it happen then, <laughs> you know, like I had to let that go. Um, so I, it, it came as a result, to answer your question, it came as a result of me actually living these, I mean, I didn't even know it at the time, right? I was just kind of, there was, there was this concept of this, the seven laws, right? This was like I had an ideal way of living that I had mapped out. And then turns out I actually, that, that, that seven laws that I had mapped out, it ended up serving me in my own journey to get through all of this mess that I was going through. And, uh, it just, that's how it actually came to be from a point of experience versus just theory. Neat. That's so cool. That's such a fun turn of events. And it's brilliant because I love that you were creating this place, which is just a concept of the mind and how we all are in the same world, living in such different worlds mm-hmm. based off our attitude, our just everything. And down to the food that we eat, which creates our mood for the day, for the week, for the month. You know, it's like we really just, yeah, I love that so much. Thank you for sharing. My pleasure. That's what I'm here for, Ali. (laughs) So I'm always looking for a good strategic takeaway from my guests. Mm -hmm. How have you been able to figure out how to manage time in a way that you work as much as you do whilst having side projects? taking care of yourself and generally just doing all that you do. E, that's a that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> no, I, so a couple of things. If anybody wants to write a book, I actually have a framework for that, right? So it's like learning how to like I'm I think what I'm really good at and you can probably attest to this is like taking really complex things and simplifying them and making them like super simple and I think that comes from me like I don't, as an Aries, like, I don't like opposition. <laughs> I don't like things. When you hand me an instruction manual, I'm like, give me the three steps, right? I don't want to like go 800 pages through this manual. I just want like the shortcut. So, so I, I, I synthesize things down that are complicated. So for me, there's a couple of things in order to write this book, for example, that, that takes a lot of discipline, which I don't really consider myself a super disciplined person. Um, only because true to my nature, I get bored easily. Um, and boredom is like my Achilles heel. Like it's just, if I'm bored, I'm like, I don't want to do this. I'm out. And so I have to 
like make it just interesting enough to keep my attention. And so when I wrote this book, for example, right, I said, okay, if I'm not a writer, if I'm not somebody who is like, if I like super ADD, like a butterfly comes out, I'm like, whoa, that's cool. And I follow the butterfly. I need a simple framework to get some, to get it done. So when I looked at what an average book was, like in terms of word count, it was about 40,000 words, right? An average book. It could be a little bit more, a little bit less. So I said, okay, how do I get to 40,000 words? And the system, the framework that I use is I call it the 90-minute book method, and we'll link to it wherever you put your podcast up, or you can just go to 90minutebook.com. Um, and so what I did, that's a nice plug for the... <laughs> I don't get anything, right? I don't, it's free. You guys don't, you don't have to pay me anything. Um, but so you, you, what I did was in the situation, I said, okay, if I write 800 to a thousand words every day, five days a week for roughly 60 days, that'll give me the 40,000 words. So that's how I wrote the book in 60 days, right? Um, and then I knew that I could go to like a place like Fiverr or hire an editor because I have friends that write for magazines and well online publications and things like that. And I knew that if I could just get like it in the raw form, then I would have a book. And one of my like life goals was to write a book. And so that's how I was able to achieve it. So and in that in that scenario, um, you just need like a I just needed a simple framework. So anybody wants to write a book figure out the word count, reverse engineer that over X amount of days. Oh, the other thing I did, and this is helpful in terms of time management and, a, and like personal accountability. How, how did I like, you know, stick to that cadence, right? Over those five days. Well, uh, one thing that worked really well for me is called the Pomodoro technique. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Okay. So it's like you set a timer it's called the tomato technique or the tomato timer thing. I don't know. Four tomatoes, five tomatoes, tomato, tomato. I don't know how, you know. <laughs> so you set a timer for 25 minutes and then you work for that like allocated time block. So what I did was I would set, and this is where the idea for the 90 minute, um, 90 minute book came is like, I set a timer for 90 minutes and then I have my word count goal for 800 or 1,000 words. And whichever one I hit first, that's how that's how I would make it through like that writing session, right? So if I hit 1,000 words before the timer is up, great. If I didn't, when the timer was done, I, I just work until the timer is done and then stop, right? And then I would do that every single day. Yeah. Was it realistic to to put that much time every day into something or because you do so many other things? I mean, at that time, I was—I didn't have a lot going on. <laughs> okay, cool. I was—I was—I was in a—I was pretty. I don't think I was depressed, but I was—I was very sad. I was heartbroken. Um, I was living at home, you know, so I—I I didn't have like a—I didn't have a job, right? Mm -hmm. uh, my business was kind of like sputtering, so I didn't have nothing but time. Um, but you could still—I don't want to, you, you know. Can always make time. You—you—you you, you make time for the things that you value. Right. Definitely. You make time like family. Right. If you go to to visit your family on the holidays, why do you do that? Because they matter. Right. right. So anything that matters and, and maybe you find that it just doesn't matter. Right. Like maybe you don't care enough. The why, as Simon Sinek would say, the why might not be big enough. 
And that's okay. You don't got to beat yourself up. You don't got to feel bad or shame yourself. Just maybe it's just not that big of a deal for you right. to write the book. Figure yeah. out figure out what's a bigger deal. Yeah, no, I love that. I try to do that method with editing because sometimes editing can be a, a bit daunting. Even mm. though I really enjoy, like it's it's almost more daunting to make it happen, but it's not so bad once I'm sitting there doing it because it's like, oh, okay, this is fun. But just not being able to like watch anything besides the waves just makes me really tired. It's almost like driving. You know, you're just like sitting there staring at the road and things yes. are just flying by. You know what I mean? And so then I just get really tired and then I'm like, oh, so if I give myself little spurts so I can't go and hop on Instagram real quick, you know, yeah. it, it helps minimize distractions a bit. Oh, 100%. I'm like, I'm that all day. I'm like right there with you. Yeah. I'm like, who? Uh, somebody probably messaged me within these 25 minutes. Let me, no, stop it, Brennan. Stop. <laughs> It's funny because I feel like I relate to you so much because I have Aries in me twice. Are you? Are you like a rising Aries or a rising and moon? I'm sorry. Ooh. Wait, rising. Yes, yeah, sun, rising, and moon. Is it? Yeah. Mm, that's how you get along so well. Sun, moon, and yeah, rising. Exactly. Exact. I know. That's what I really swear. Every person that has Aries, I just like love them and I relate to them so much. But <laughs> yeah, no, I I love it. That's so. That's really good, a really good tip and strategy to use to get anything done and do mm -hmm. anything. It's like, oh, shoot, I really got to clean my place. Put on a timer, you know, like give yourself X amount of time. You'll move faster. Yeah, it's a constraint, right? You can also, um, do you know about time boxing? Um, I don't know. So it's very, it's, it's kind of similar, right? Like I always try to put everything that's important on my calendar because then I give it like a bucket of time. So just like, like we schedule meetings, right? You give meetings your calendar. Why don't you give your podcast time your calendar, your writing time your calendar, or your skills time your calendar, or your date your calendar? Like, so the idea is that just like you would block off time for that meeting, so you have like 30 minutes on your calendar, you time box and you do that for like all the essential things that you need to get done. And then you kind of strap on the, the Pomodoro technique and you got yourself some accountability. <laughs> I love that. And I I have people on here a lot talking about personal integrity and accountability and stuff like that. And it is like, yeah. I just wish they taught this stuff in schools because if somebody told me how to do this back in the day, I would have been a way better student. Not me. I still would have been a bad student. I was pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I still would have been a C student. I don't know. You don't know that. Uh, you're right. But I, I didn't like homework. It was, oh. I, I just wanted to go outside. I'm like, just let me go outside. I just want to swim <laughs> and eat ice cream. Me too. Yep. Get, I get it. I get you. I'm on. I'm but on. Per personal integrity is important. Keeping your word is, is huge. Um, another thing that I like to do is make a public declaration of accountability. Are you familiar with this? No. But maybe what you're just saying it to people. So you like you you ever seen when people are like, I'm going to lose X amount of like they'll like I don't know if women do this, but I know like a lot of guys do it. They're like show their big dad bod and they're like, I see my gut this week. I'm gonna I'm committed to the next six months to losing 15 pounds, right? Actually, women do this. What am I talking about? I don't know why I said that. Um, <laughs> that is so wrong of me. But um, you know, you take the before, it's like the before picture and then the after it's like, 
you put on like 10 pounds for the holidays and they got the dad bod. And then you're like, in March, I'm going to have abs. And then you, in March, like you either put it up if you have abs or you don't put it up and you just try to like scurry away and hope no one notices. (laughs) (laughs) But in most cases, in most cases, what it does is it's, it's, if you're a person who is accountable to your word and you do what you say, right? Then what that's going to do is it's going to create a, um, a, 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 a space where you, you know, if you have personal integrity, you're not going to, it's going to do, it's going to take a lot for you to go against that. Right. Um, because you've made this statement and you said, I'm going to do X by this date. And if I, you know, and, and you've done it in, in a public forum. So other people have saw it and you, we seek, as humans, we want to be congruent, right? We seek to reflect, to project a certain image, right? Sometimes that can be good. Sometimes that can be bad. But we're always kind of like projecting who we want the world to see us as. So that actually would go against, for you not to do it, it would go against your word, right? It would go against, um, you know, your belief system. So that's another way to stay accountable. Yeah, I feel like I've tried that and <laughs> it doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't. And hey, hey, I mean it's worked for me in some instances and in other instances it's not. Right. Uh, another thing I do is uh I have people that are surrounded around me, counsel, mentors, coaches, and so I'll tell my mentor, "Hey, I'm going to write a book by this time next year." And I'm just letting you know. And so next time I see that my mentor, if, if, if they're a good mentor, a friend or whatever, they're going to ask. And I'm going to be like, uh, yeah. So I started, but you know what? You just reminded me, I got to get back to it. And, and what will happen, you know, usually people that have achieved results right in there, I don't want to say success, but people who, you know, you, you admire, there's something, there's some level of like accomplishment that they have, whether that's internal fulfillment or it doesn't necessarily have to be material things. Mm. And so you look up to that person for whatever reason. So again, if you're telling this to this person, you don't want them to see you as somebody who doesn't uphold their word, Mm. right? Yeah. So you're going to, in most cases, deliver. Yes. And if you don't, then you go back and you renegotiate and you say, hey, look, remember that... Or you can, or you can ask them for help. Be like, "Hey, look, I'm stuck," and that's okay too. Mm. Yeah, I like that version better than the first one, which was like the publicly. And I only say that because I've learned that because I thought that that was going to work for me for certain mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. and certain things it definitely does. Um, in the beginning of uh, in the beginning of quarantine, I made a promise to myself that I was going to work out every day for 30 minutes for 21 days. Get it? And the consequence, which is something that I talk on the show about with some of these coaches, promises and consequences, the consequence was that I was going to have to go on Instagram that day and tell everyone that I didn't take the 30 minutes in quarantine without a job, you know, without, you know, much Mm. of many responsibilities at the time and kind of shame myself. But I didn't consider it shame until someone pointed it out to me that you're like shaming yourself in public. And that's not going to work for everyone because that's going to bring people down into this like negative spiral. So it didn't do that to me, 
But um, I just think like, I don't care enough about saying I'm going to do something and then not doing it because I know that if I don't do it, it's because I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The why just, the why wasn't strong. Exactly. Enough. Like there are so many businesses I was going to start, told everyone I was going to start them. It doesn't make me feel like I need to start them. It's good. I didn't try to force it. Yeah. You know, hundred percent. And, and that's okay. Right. You, your self-awareness is, is beautiful, right? Like it's, it's, it's ginormous, right? Cause you know that, okay, well, cool. This isn't just, this is I just didn't care about this enough. Right. And you don't have to shame yourself. Right. right. You don't feel guilty about it. Yeah. Whereas other people might, they might yeah. feel guilty. You know? And I can definitely understand how if that might not work for me, like for body, for body image. Like, I don't think I could go and be like, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in three months, you know, or whatever. That's, mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's realistic, but you know, I don't think like, that's definitely not something that I would do, but to say, I'm going to work out for 30 minutes. That's way more tangible than saying I'm going to lose X amount of weight by X date. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But Cool. <laughs> I don't know how we got into that, but I like it. Um, so you also have a Facebook group for people interested in building new skills. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering what your number one piece of advice is to somebody who wants to start something new, but maybe doesn't know quite where to begin. Yeah. So join my group. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, you could, if you want, right. It's free. It's not, but, um, you know, fine. If you, here's my thing. Okay. So like people aren't naturally born with like skills or confidence or, um, people are born gifted with like talent. Right. So there's like the Michael Jordans of the world. Right. And there's like the people like Oprah, right? Like she wasn't born that way. She acquired those skills over time. She's done probably thousands, at least thousands of interviews, right? But if you go back to her very first interview, oh my gosh, it's probably trash. It's probably (laughs) like, you're probably like, Oprah? Oh, that's Oprah? You know, that's not Oprah. And, (laughs) And so... Um, right. Like if you, I think when you're, first of all, just understand, I think this threefold, right? Understand that people aren't naturally born gifted with skills. They learn them over time. Right. So if that's the, if that's the case, if like, okay, then you, then you have the mindset of, okay, I I can do this. Right. So your belief level is already super high. Right. And now the second thing is, can you find somebody who's doing that right now? That's maybe three to five years ahead, right? So, and, and it's important. Don't try to be learning stuff from people who ain't done it or take advice from people who ain't done it. Everybody loves to give advice. Hey, man, you should write You Here's how you need to write your book. Have you written a book? No, I haven't. All right. I can't take advice from you, homie. Sorry. Um, that's very important. So if you look to see maybe somebody three to five years, right? Maybe you can't get Oprah to sit down with you or mentor you because that's going to cause a lot of money. She charges a lot um, or you can get masterclass. That's actually affordable. Right. Um, which is, is great. I, I'm actually a member of that. Um, so three to five years ahead, you find somebody and you, you, you get, you get them to mentor you. Right. Now this may cost you some money and it may cost you some time. Right. Uh, I've, I've done this multiple times in real estate, with events, um, and with online marketing 
in with podcasting. I always found somebody who was a little bit more ahead of me. Now, you may say, well, like, why would they waste time with me? So, like, let's say in the example where you don't have money, right? Or you're like, I just, I'm, it's, we're in a pandemic. I lost my job. I'm unemployed, right? Like, I don't have money. You can go to this person and you can work for free. Just be like, look, don't, I don't want you to pay me. I just want to hang out with you, right? It can be getting them coffee, right? It could be scrubbing toilets. It could be figure out where you can add value to where they don't have a lot of like value, right? So like, let's say you're a whiz at Instagram and this person that you're seeing, you want to be a yogi. Namaste. I love yoga, by the way. Huge fan of yoga. Uh, talk about that a lot in the book. Changed my life. Um, the principles of yoga, by the way, not just like the asanas. Um, the the thing that you would do if you wanted to be a yogi, right? If I want to learn, I see this like yogi, cool, like awesome, super aware, like human, and I'm loving it. And she's like vibing with me. And I see her Instagram and it's garbage. It's trash. It's like, man, your Instagram is like not popping. It's like the opposite of popping, right? But I'm a, I'm a whiz at Instagram, right? And maybe I'm not like a whiz, but I'm better than she is, right? Or I can learn, right? But I just got to get in the door. So how do you get in the door? Well, uh, you, can, you, you can DM her, slide into the DMs like the kids say these days. Slide into the DMs. And you can be like, hey, I noticed that you know, you had so-and-so with your Instagram. I made these five graphics for you, which you can do like on a free tool like Canva. And I wanted to just send these your way. Hope you enjoy. That's it. You don't ask for anything. You just show up to the barbecue with food or, or in this case, you know, graphics. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what will happen is that person will be like, one or two things will happen. Uh, they will they will be like, oh my gosh, this is the most amazing thing ever. Thank you so much. Or they won't see it and then you'll just have to follow up. But uh, if you consistently do that over the course of, let's say, 100 days, you just, you know, every couple of weeks you follow back up. It's it's almost, I mean, you you the likelihood that that person will probably give you at least 15 minutes of their time is pretty good. Yeah. Now, what you do from there is a whole, you know, that's a whole nother, we don't have time to go into that, but that will get you through the door. The goal is just to get through the door. So, um, is that helpful? Does that make sense? I don't know if I, I can't feel like I kind of went on tangent. No, yeah. definitely. That was definitely helpful because I can relate in the sense that when I was thinking about getting into podcast coaching and consulting, which I still would like to do, but getting into real estate now, I can really only, I feel like I can really only do one entrepreneurial thing at a time and then like master one and then get into another one. But, mm -hmm. um, which I just passed my test, by the way. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Annie. Yeah. Selling <laughs> that real estate. Oh. Hey, if, hey, if y'all got a listing, y'all know who to call. <laughs> 1-800-ALLY-DUDE. Hit him with the be your real estate stuff. That's. Um, yeah. Well, I just made an Instagram for it and I don't have enough stuff on it yet, but you'll see it soon. Soon. Be on the lookout. Coming soon. Coming to a neighborhood near you. Yeah, I was going to say to an Instagram near you. <laughs> um, but anyway, so y you actually connected me with someone. Thank you. And that was one of my first conversations with somebody. And um, she was a bit beyond 
who I was thinking I could help. But then I was like, Ooh, how can I help her? And I, I was able to have a conversation with her and she didn't need me. But what I decided to do was create what I knew she needed. And especially because I figured, Oh, I can use this for myself. Cause I'm not using something like this in my back end yet. And when I'm busier and need more, need to keep up in a better way than I already am with my guests and all that kind of stuff. And just the back end of podcasting, I created it and I was like, I'll make this for myself, share it with her. She was so grateful. I never, and then I was able to use those moving forward with other people that I've helped mm, mm, mm. as, you know, some, as spreadsheets to use in, you know, structuring the back end of your show. I love it. So I that, love it. So you've already done this. So I, that's only, it's just like, I can relate to what you're saying and that's why it makes sense to me. So that's just an example of just like giving away free things and be like, Hey, I needed to make this for myself anyway. I know you needed it. Please. Yeah. I hope this works well for you. And what was her response? She was so grateful. Boom. Yeah. She loved it. Boom. I know. So thank you. <laughs> I love it. So I actually, I want to ask you, you said to remind you of the four something of belief. The four levels of belief. Okay. You want to touch yes. on that? Yes. So um, there's this kind of philosophy um, that I've just over the years of just me thinking about how, how people believe, right? Like, cause again, I don't, I don't think you're born like confident or with like, you're born with like a super amount of belief that's either instilled into you or stripped from you um, early on in your childhood, mainly. And I wasn't a, I wasn't a confident kid. I was actually, um, I, I was kind of a loner. I kind of was like, it wasn't until I got a little bit older and I started playing sports probably kept me, probably gave me more confidence than anything. Right. So, uh, the four levels of belief is, uh, it's really just like a way of kind of putting people in buckets, right. And not like judging them, but, and by the way, this, if you, wherever you're at in this level, it's, it's not to shame you or say that you're wrong. It's just, a it's an awareness exercise, right? So, um, the four levels of beliefs are like this. The first level is the mindset of, I can't, uh, I guesstimate that there's around 75% of people, um, in, in the global population that are in this, that have this mindset of, I can't, right? And this is, we talked about this earlier, right? When I was like, I am not a blank. I'm not going to say that, right? Because I'm not going to spin that juju my way. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and so uh, the mindset is that th there's just no way. So if you're like, hey, you should start a business. I can't. Hey, you should, you know, maybe go on a date. I can't. I haven't done that. Like it's, it's scary or like, I don't, you know, it's just, I can't. That's the default. Well, the problem with this mindset is that it's very hard to get it's very hard to get anywhere it's very hard to progress in life if that's your mentality and if that's your mentality right now it's okay right i think that we all kind of go through these phases i've been there at certain points like i can't make this amount of money i can't go i you know i would never move to new york city right and i live in new york city so it's like we go through these phases but a lot of our lack of belief in ourselves is rooted in our childhood it's rooted in somebody saying, you know, you can't do that. Why are you coloring? You're not an artist. And we internalize that, right? So it's, it's, it's scary. And there's a lot of work that needs to be done there. So that's level one. Level two is um, I, I don't know how, right? So if someone's like, I want to write a book, right? 
and that was in my case is like I want I would love to write a book I just don't know how I guesstimate that that's roughly like 23 uh 27% give or take um and the the mindset of people here is is this is actually not a bad mindset right cuz you just don't have the tools yet right so it's you're not saying that you can't do it you're not saying that you're not capable of you're just saying look I don't know how I haven't found the right mentor I haven't got the right opportunities. Somebody hadn't schooled me on the game. So cool, right? Which is fine, right? And that's that's good, right? So uh, the next level up is level three is I can and I will mindset. These are usually people that are very willful, uh, probably Aries, <laughs> very outward action focused. And if you tell them they can't do something, they're probably going to go and just do it to prove you wrong out of being just super like, willful and like stubborn and like oh yeah you're gonna tell me i can't watch this you know mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh total like mentality of like you know anybody who played sports of a I ram playing, i'm sorry the mentality of a ram of, of a ram exactly <laughs> of a ram total total ram you got it you nailed <laughs> it um all up in the zodiac for sure <laughs> and 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 these people this is usually like one to two percent of the population, very, very small percentage of people. Uh, they're just super willful. And then you have level four. So level four is like, here's proof. Level four is like the people that we idolize, the the Oprahs of the world, the LeBrons, the athletes, the rappers, the singers, the people who seemingly are able to create whatever they want, like with a snap of the fingers, right? And they, you know, we, we, we look at them and we're like, Oh my gosh! How did they do that? It's just they just created out of thin air. It's like they, that's that's a lot of work. That's a lot of practice. That's a lot of awareness. They that's a lot of um, clarity, right? When I think of those people, right, they are super. There's two things that those two people have, or not two people. There's all of those people, right? And which is this is like a very small percentage of the population. This is like less than one percent of people. Um, actually have this this live in this zone of genius, right? And and so they have two qualities I've found that separate them from all three of those levels, right? And um, well, the main thing is clarity, right? They're super clear about what who they are, what value they bring to the world, and they usually don't do anything outside that zone of genius. Uh, those two things within that that make up the clarity is vision and focus vision and focus equals the clarity so the question i get often is like well how do you go how do you go from one to two or two to three or like if the aim is four right and that's like the aim how do you get there action boom yeah boom action right but not just action oh. like the vision right in the in the focus right? intentional action intentional action and intentional action right when you when you think of intention what do you think of like what comes to mind i like vision and clarity mm -hmm. yeah Damn. yeah wow yep that was good yeah i love and, that and 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 the other piece is like you know how do you get vision and clarity right like i think mm. our vision vision uh and focus right like we talked about you know focusing in terms of time management right earlier in terms of like your vision, right? I think a lot of people just don't know what they want. Yeah. 
or they're confused about what they want or they saw somebody else with it and they're like, I want that. And it's like, you actually don't really want that. You think you want that. And then you get it and you realize, oh my gosh, I didn't even want that. I didn't even want this crazy, massive, you know, huge corporate gig as a CEO of a Fortune 5000 company or four 500, right? I didn't want to be an entrepreneur. I just wanted to be a creative and just create my room, you know, like, uh, so it's, it, it takes a lot of getting clear. And one of the things that have worked for me over the years is that, you know, you, you probably hear this thing in the, in the circle of like productivity and mindset and goals is like, what's your three to five year plan? You know, like people are like, what's your three to five year goal? Right. And that's great. Right. It's great to have goals. Nothing against goals. Right. Because people with goals and that write them down, they're more likely to accomplish them. The problem with a three to five year window is that you shrink your goals. You shrink your your vision to fit in that bucket. So mm-hmm. I always tell everyone to create a 20 year vision. Right. Think about in 20 years, what would you would like to accomplish? Right. Because that's super expansive. You're not thinking write one book. You're thinking write 12 books. Right. You're not thinking you know, I'm just going to run for, you know, county governor or, you know, the mayor, you're thinking I'm going to run for president, right? You're thinking more expansive. So that's what I always um, tell people to do uh, when you're thinking about how to get more clarity. And then you work your way back through the years kind of to like you read your book with the words. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you know that like 20, let's say 20 is like, I want to, you know, one of the things I want to do is I want to have, I want to have a, um, a, I want to have a town, right? I want all my friends to have like, I want one person to be the barber. I want one person to have the cleaners. And we all like have this like town, right? Like maybe in like Canada or some like community, right? Like, but everybody, like all of, I know everybody, all my friends have jobs, their families work there. Right. So that's super expansive, right? That's massive. So on a very micro level, like, what does that look like? You know, maybe it's like first, like at the very basic level, like thinking about the people who I would want in that town. Right. Mm -hmm. Or like thinking about where, where would be an ideal location for this, right. In terms of real estate, right. You're the real estate pro over here. Where would that even be a possibility, right? Probably not in New York city. I mean, it could be a possibility in New York city, but maybe more likely upstate. Mm. Right. Because there's farms upstate, there's smaller communities, maybe out west, there's an old ghost town or something that we can acquire. (laughs) But it's like when you when you what's beautiful about this concept is that when you when you think from a very expansive standpoint um, and then you kind of shrink it down, it's 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 the why is bigger. Right. Like we talked about the why being like most people don't follow through because they're wise and big. When you when you're wise, like I want to have all my friends in town. That's mine. Right. But when you're wise, like I want to like I want to sit on, you know, I want to be the president of the United States of America. That's a huge why. Right. And so when you when you chunk it all down, you're going to be motivated on a date. Like what's going to motivate you on a day to day basis that's going to keep you going? Because you know, we're not motivated. We're not, we're, we're usually not motivated by small things. Mm. Right. And if you set a small goal, yeah, I just, I want to be, I just want to, you know, I mean, I'm not judging anybody. Right. But I just want to, I just want to make a thousand bucks from, you know, my art. Right. I just want to sell one art piece. Well, that's great. But what if you actually owned a gallery? 
how many more pieces of art could you sell beyond that? How many more artists could you help? Mm. Right. And, and how many more people could, how many more lives could you change? Because you may, maybe instead of just being an artist, what if in 20 years you said, I want to have the next art basil, art basil, upstate New York, art basil, you know, like Maine, right? Something like cool and edgy, but in a completely different part of the country or the world. So I'm, that's me, right? I don't expect everybody to be like me or to think like me. Um, I think that would be silly. But, you know, going back to what I said earlier, if this is an address rehearsal and you only get one shot, you might as well take advantage and shoot for the stars, baby. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I have this tattoo that always makes me think of the quote, shoot for the moon and you'll land amongst the stars. Do you do you say shoot for the stars and you'll land amongst the moon? I say, I say uh, to the moon. Oh, that's my phrase. I just say to the moon. I'm going to the moon. There's stars on the way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And oh, that's yeah. beautiful. I love that's- that. That was amazing, Ronan. Wait, okay. I had a couple of things I wanted to say to that. Sure. Well, one was it's funny because that what you were just saying about uh the five three to five years. Uh did you <laughs> did you see the meme about we were all wrong in twenty fifteen when we said we were repeating five years? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but that's so funny. Isn't that funny? That is so really, funny. You just, you know, it's good to put it out there, but like yeah. sometimes the fan goes haywire. Um, but the other thing was, oh, where did you get the percentages of the belief? That's a great question. I am not a mathematician. <laughs> uh, and I don't even know if those all add up to 100%, but it's just, <laughs> it's just a, like a theory, right? Like I... I think when you put a number to things, it like gives it a little bit more like weight stickiness. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not a statistician or anything like that. Those numbers could be completely wrong, but like based on my experience and what I see in the world and the people that I've met come across what I see on a daily basis, most people, and it's probably even higher, just they don't believe. Yeah. And it sucks and it's sad. And a lot of times it's not even their own fault. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just, they had effed up childhoods. They experienced like somebody told them they were less than, and they internalize that crap. And it's, it takes a lot of work, right? That's a lot of therapy. That's a lot of uh, coaching. That's a lot of, but it's possible, right? It's, yes. it's possible to work through it. Um, and again, I'm no, I've, there's things that I've, haven't believed right like there are times in my life I didn't believe in myself I didn't believe that I could do what I've done mm. but somehow I somebody believed in me yeah and they were like look they saw something in me that I didn't see in myself until I could see it in myself and um, you know if you're surrounded around people have grace you know love on them a little bit tell them how amazing they are how many times do you get a random phone call and someone's just like hey I just want to tell you, you're amazing. All right, gotta go. Right, <laughs> but Never. how cool would how cool would that be? That'd be the best. Especially right now, people just need we just need to love on each other a little bit more. Right now, it's tough. Yeah, it's a tough world right now. It really is. Well, I'm appreciative for people like you. 
Oh, thank you. That's so nice. Yeah. You're you're fun. It's always fun to hang out with you. So. It is. Thank you. Likewise. Um, so we're gonna flip the script a bit. Okay, flip it. And I wanted to touch on Black Lives Matter. Okay. So I hear many different perspectives and it's always helpful to listen to something new. So what's your take on the movement? Hmm, that's heavy. Um my take on the movement in regards to what specifically, I guess. Yeah, that's a, a good question. I just want to know like where you stand, how you feel about it. Um, I don't know. I just feel like there are so many. It's not just like a tug of war anymore between mm-hmm. two sides. It's like mm-hmm. ropes are growing out ropes, you know? And yeah. I don't know. I just feel like how are you? How are you doing through it? Has it affected you? Um, maybe in your life, if you have a story where sometime that it has, you know, been very specific. Yeah. Um, I think the, the genesis of black lives matter, uh, you know, I first became aware of black lives matter in, 2014 when Michael Brown uh a young man was uh was was shot by a police officer in Missouri in uh Ferguson uh Missouri uh and that was kind of the first time I think I started to hear uh about Black Lives Matter um you know uh since then a lot has transpired um, you know, maybe in some cases what that original, the, the original Genesis has evolved into has changed, but I think the philosophy, uh, you know, since I'm a philosopher, uh, the, the philosophical aspect of Black Lives Matter, when that phrase is being said, is meant to, uh, at least in my perspective, right? I don't speak for everybody who looks like me. Um, as a 35-year-old Black man in America, uh, I can only speak from my experience, and it's it's a, it's 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 very different than a lot of other people who look like me. Um, so I say that as a caveat, but um, the fundamental message I think behind the phrase "Black Lives Matter." is to call attention to uh, the, man, the, the, the reality of what it is to be Black in America. Because um, it's, it's, it's not easy. Uh, it's never been easy. Um, the history of this country is very grim, you know, and, you know, uh, and the work that, you know, in the work of the, you know, the world of, you know, spiritualness, mindfulness, you know, one of the things we often talk about is awareness, right? And um, it would seem that a, a lot of people just, uh, specifically people who don't look like me, just have a lack of, a, just like, just a, just a lack of awareness and compassion, um, when it comes to just that, uh, not necessarily the organization, but just like 
just people that don't look like them, you know, and uh, it's rough. It's rough to see that. It's rough to have to keep living that over and over and over again. And you think about, uh, you know, you, you think about the families of those people because they're moms, dads, cousins, aunts and uncles, brothers, right? Um, they're human beings. They're breathing. They they have, you know, and you think about your family. You know, I mean, I, I think about my family. I have nieces and nephews, Um you know, you're like, well, what could happen if they just leave their house? And it's, 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 uh, it's, it's a rough thing. It's a rough, uh, thing, but I, um, I don't have all of the answers. Um, I know that, uh, uh, you know, what it would, it would seem that what we're experiencing in this moment is a culmination of unresolved, issues and trauma, um, uh, unresolved, uh, just situations in, in this country that just, they're bubbling up right now. And some people are, you know, using that to their advantage. Right. Um, and so I think we just have to remember to have compassion and understand that, uh, you know, it's uh, it's never been easy for Black people in this country. That's just the facts, right? And um, if the 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 facts are there, right? Some people may disagree, and if you disagree, that's fine. But um, it's just the cards are just not in our stacked have never been stacked in our favor. And a lot of the issues that we we just have we have a lot of work to do in this country. We have a lot of work to do. Um, and um, people have to educate themselves because it's very hard to, if you're not affected by something, let's say, for example, cancer, right? Um, if you've never lost a family member or you never had anyone pass away from cancer, you can, you know, be like, hey, I, I you know, I, I feel sorry for you. Um, you know, I'm sorry for your loss, but it's it's very hard for you to like, if you if you never knew or experienced what it's like to lose someone to cancer or to live with that experience, it's very hard to look at someone and say, "I under I I understand what you're going through." Um. It's it's very it, I'd imagine it'd be very hard to do that, and so in that respect, um. I, I think that it's very hard to 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 experience what it's like to be a person of color in this country and go through what we go through. However, um, I don't think that is a deterrent from educating um, yourself, um, not you specifically, whoever, um, on you know, the atrocities that go on and still go on. And, and it's, it's just very hard to, it's not advantageous for, you know, if you, if you, if, if the world is painted to show you as perfection, it, it's very, it takes a lot to look at yourself within or the world that 
has been created around you and dismantle that and and really look at how someone has benefited right from having everything shaped um in their perspective and and to have everything um built in 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 favor of 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 what um of what you know you look like it's it's it 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 would take a lot of work um and so for some people that's a tax that they're up for for other people it's not a task maybe it may not be a task that they're up for but i do believe it's a worthy endeavor and i do believe that if uh we are to progress and grow and evolve as you know specifically in in america but also abroad that this is the work that we get to do um to to create change right to create a better world for our kids and our future gener because it just it it's not working right what what you're seeing is a result of something that doesn't work um and if it worked then we wouldn't be here and I, and I, and i know it's it's a you know when you throw politics in it and you throw uh economics in it and you throw belief systems in it it can distract from the you know when you when you think of black lives matter right and you think of all the things that are surrounded around that or have been in this time that we're living in it's it it's very easy to get distracted by those things on the periphery um you know because people are leveraging that in ways that may not may may distract and and definitely distract from the fundamental philosophy and the message behind what black lives matter you know at least the genesis of why it began right and until we figure out a better solution uh unfortunately it feels like i'm going to have to keep reliving this experience and we're you know as americans we're going to have to keep reliving these things because they're not new you know george floyd is unfortunately a long in, in a long list of many names of people who uh you know you know died in the hands of law enforcement and that's just one piece of the complexity of things it's not just police brutality it's uh you know it's 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 income inequality it's you know education uh inequality it's it's a lot of things but they're rooted in if you take the time to look the facts are there um and if you take the time to look it's just uh it's not pretty and um there's a lot of work that needs to be done yeah from where i sit and again this is my perspective i you know there's people that spend their whole lives doing this work you know you know peace warriors and freedom fighters and justice warriors so i wouldn't ever try to pontificate and say that my word is gospel and that what i'm saying is the end all be all or that i speak for a whole race of people because i believe that's uh that's not the case mm. um and that wouldn't be fair uh for me to put myself in that position 
Um, but that this is just my personal interpretation based on how I've viewed the world and my life experiences. And uh, those are very unique from, a, you know, a lot of people who, who look like me. Um, those are very unique for, for a lot, for a lot of people who don't look like me as well. So um, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much. That was, that was beautiful. And pontificate, I got to say, was right over my head. What a great word. What does, what does that mean? Uh, just like to kind of get on your soapbox and okay, kind of, you know, what a lot of people are doing on Facebook right now. Right. <laughs> Facebook, any social channel. Yeah. Um, so my question to that is, how does it make you feel or what do you think when people say, but all lives matter? That like response that people are. It's a knee jerk. Yeah. It's a knee jerk response. Right. right. It's, it's a knee jerk response and it's, um, I'm not entitled to tell anybody what they should and shouldn't believe. But I think if you care, if you care to be a solution and not part of the issue, um, you, if you do the digging and do the research, you would know that that's not based in fact, that's, based on and you can find right and and when we talk about facts right just as much as you can find data to support what i'm saying you can also find data to support the 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 alternative belief right mm. um the opposite and that is kind of the unfortunate you know uh gift and the curse of the internet right like we can find you know, you 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 look at someone um, like Dylan Ruth, right? Who was the shooter um, in the massacre where he he went and shot up a church and killed all of these people, right? He was uh, somebody who, I guess, from you know, and and again, I'm not I'm not a journalist, you know, I'm not all reporting. You know, I don't know all the facts of the story, but apparently from what I understand, he was just searching on the Internet and he kept finding things to reinforce his belief system. Right. So um, if somebody says something like that, right, all lives matters, um, they can just as easily find data to support that. But I if you, uh, you know, if you do the work right? If you're willing to do do the work and be an advocate, I think it's really easy to understand at a very fundamental human level um, that things are just not right. Um, and if they were, we wouldn't be experiencing this dissidence, right? Like it's, it's things, thing, when things work for everyone, everything works. When things don't work for everyone, you know, people get upset and they do things, right? And you may not necessarily agree with how they do it, right? Like, so, for example, uh, somebody can see, a, you know, depending on your view, you can see a protest, a peaceful protest as a riot, right? Depending on how you view it, right? Mm. And depending on what side of the fence you're on, right? Right. Um, you could say, these people are completely upset and they're destroying their neighborhood. You could also see it from the standpoint of like, 
we don't own anything in this neighborhood. We've never had the ability to own in anything in this neighborhood because we can't even get loans to buy, right? So it's it's all about perspective. And I think if somebody's willing to do the work, you know, it's 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 hard. Uh, it takes a lot of work, I'm sure, especially when it you know, to go against everything that you believe or that you know to be truth is, you know, that takes a lot. But if you do the work, I think that you can see that things aren't right. Um, and they never have been. If you look at how this country was built, I mean, it was built on slavery. It was built on cheap labor, right? And, uh, that is wrong. <laughs> well, There's nothing that's right about that, right? Like, who benefited from that? Um, you know, we can still see that today from wealth, uh, income disparity, income disparities. It's not a secret. The problem is, it's a very, 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 very hard thing to take a look at and do the work because to admit that you know those things exist you would have to be admitting a lot of things that people may not want to admit to be true or face right think about uh just the things that we experience right or like you know if if we experience trauma right or if we experience you know important you know if we experience some uh you know, mo being molested or something like that, right? That is something that a lot of people carry and they don't want to talk about it, mm. right? And that's a very hard thing. Now, imagine having to do that um, at a, you know, for the transgressions of your great-grandfathers, right? Or like, it's it's not pretty, Um it, some of the, the stuff, if you do the research, it's not pretty and it's it's uncomfortable. It's extremely uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, just like all things in life, the, the things that we, uh, you know, what's on the other side of discomfort? What's on the other side of pain? What's on the other side of heartbreak? What's on the other side of, of, of trauma? Um, What's on the other side of that is opportunity, growth, enlightenment, forgiveness, freedom, you know? So uh, we're, in some, we're in some interesting times right now. And as I said uh, at the beginning, my, my superpower is hope. So I'm hopeful that things will change. But... Um, it's going to take a lot of people stepping up and wanting to do the work. And, you know, I don't think this is a, you know, I don't think this is a situation where it's like, I, I solved the problem, right? It's like, you know, people shouldn't seek answers. Uh, they should look in, they should look internally, right? Because you have to face your own demons and, and, and see how, you contribute to the way the world is, right? And look in the mirror and you it may not be a pretty picture, right? Uh, to have to ask some of those deep, deep questions. And um, 
when you do that work, if you're up for it, uh, then I think you become a better ally and then you can educate the people who look like you. Um, because the people who look like you are going to listen to you. The people who look like me are more likely to listen to me, right? It may, it's, it's, it takes time, right? Especially like the older generation, right? It's, it's very hard to, it's very hard to, to, you know, somebody to change their belief system that's older. It's just, that's, they're set in their ways. But the youth, they're the, they're the hope for the future, right? There are, and they're, they're doing, they're doing, they're doing it, right? They're, you know, the kids with the, the, these TikToks and things, like people are making noise. They're, they're making their voice be heard and they're, they're taking a stand and, you know, companies are, you know, taking some of that may be for optics. Um, we'll see um, over time. But it seems like there's a shift occurring in the consciousness. And I'm hopeful that um, more people will lead because we do we do need more leaders in the world. We need We need people that have integrity. We need people that are honest. We need people that have compassion and not just people that are driven by money or, um, you know, or, or, or prestige or power. Uh, and that has to shift. Um, but it, it starts with us. Um, it starts with us paving the way for the next generation and inspiring them to be great leaders and them continuing on by handing off the torch to the to the to the generation that'll come after them but um it's not going to shift if no one does anything right the thing is is like everybody's waiting to it's like i I don't maybe they'll do it i don't but you that's the wrong mentality it's like it has to start with us um at a very personal level right um by looking in you know, inwardly at ourselves and then taking a look at what's there that we can, you know, work on. And then once we've done the work and we can, you know, acknowledge where there's maybe things that we've believed or that we need to confront, then we can go out and lock arms with the world and show people that this is how the world is actually supposed to look, right? This is how we help one another. This is why you know, you can give, this is why you can love. This is showing them, being an example of what it is to be that, which we, um, the change, which we want to see in the world as Gandhi once said, right? Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, sorry, it was such a turn of, you know, that's such a turn of energy in the conversation, but, um, but it's, I want to be a part of the conversation and I'm, you know, that's pretty much it. I just want to listen. I want to share and I don't really know what to share, you know, because mm -hmm. it's not my place necessarily. So is it? what? Maybe it is. Maybe like, I think what you're doing here is like by giving people a platform to speak. Right. Um, right. And you know, it's, it's, it's not change. Doesn't change. Isn't like, like drastic, right. Change is, so, is slow. Mm. It's slow. Right. Like, um, and I think, uh, you know, 
a change doesn't usually happen at like from the top down. It's very rare that there's top down change. If you look in a company, you look across the government, people have to make enough noise to get attention for things to change. And that's just what's going on right now. And so don't ever apologize for, you know, being curious and being courageous. Um, we need more people to be curious and courageous. And you are doing, you know, you are being a part of the conversation by using your platform um, and having the courage to ask me to be here and ask that question, right? A lot of people may want to ask that question, but they don't have the courage. They're looking for the courage to pull their friend aside that doesn't look like them and just say, hey, like, can I just tell you that I love you and I'm here even though I may not understand, um, I'm here for you. And I, and like how, like any way that I can support you, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to do my part. I'm not asking you to solve this for me. I'm going to do my work, right? Because that wouldn't be fair. And in that process, I'm going to continue to be here to be an ally any way that I can, right? So mm -hmm. you're doing that. So thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for being here. That was great. Um, and now we're just going to quickly go into your wellness um, life, I guess. Your Let's wellness. Do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Wellnessness. I like it. Okay. What are some examples of activities you do to enhance your well being? Yoga. Yoga. Namaste. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yoga. And uh, I'm training right now to play professional lacrosse in 2021. Uh, yeah, so I've it's uh, always been a dream of mine to play professional sports. I'm going for it. And uh, 2021, I will be playing in the PLL, the Premier Lacrosse League. Amazing. So now we're all going to have to hold you accountable to that. Oh, yeah. No, it's <laughs> yeah, for sure. You just publicly announced it. Wait, public declaration public? of accountability. Yeah. There you anyway. go. <laughs> That's so exciting. I can't wait. Is it going to be on TV? It is on NBC oh. Sports. Yeah. I'll have to go to, I'll have to find a bar or something that has cable. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. I love it. I played lacrosse too, but. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. <laughs> 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 I've always been just like a good team player, but not so much a good player. But, hey, well, yeah. you, you know how to play on a team. That's the most important thing. It is important. I think my life has very much been the best of what it's been because of teams as a kid. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Taught me a lot. Yeah, definitely. Is there a daily or weekly habit that you have that is a non-negotiable in your lifestyle? Uh, my weekly review. Mm. With yourself? Mm -hmm. It's something that I do every week. Uh, sometimes I miss it, but when I do, I just feel like antsy and I'm like, oh my gosh, I missed it. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's like a check-in. You know, I ask myself a series of questions I review my to-do list. I look at my finances. It's just a good habit. Like overall, just check in with myself, how I'm feeling. If there's anything that's making me anxious or like annoyed, it's just a check-in. Mm. Yeah. I like it. Is it in your journal or it's just like in your mind? Uh, it's in my uh, Evernote is where I store them. I have all my weekly reviews. So I just have like a template in Evernote and I just answer the questions and look at my budget and how much time do you allot to that? 
Uh, it's usually about an hour a week. Nice. Yeah. What day of the week? Uh, typically Sunday, like morning or afternoon. Cool. My mom's a big Evernote fan. <laughs> I love Evernote. What is it you do that helps you through current challenges that you didn't have in your toolbox five years ago? Five years ago. Mm. Five years ago. Let's see. Uh, definitely seven laws. <laughs> definitely the seven laws. Um, you know, I, I that I didn't have. I would say that I got this year. Let me just, because five years is a long time. Yeah. Is the ability to just trust myself um, and be and, 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 and feel like express myself without fear of rejection or fear of judgment or criticism, which sounds weird. Um, but for the longest time, I just didn't, I didn't have that. As a kid growing up, I wasn't. It, I wasn't. It wasn't. A, it wasn't okay for me to express how I felt, whether that was um, in a good way or a bad way. It just wasn't accepted. Mm. So yeah. Well, I'm happy for you that you have figured out that you can do that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it's been great. It's been remarkable. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I bet. Um, even though people didn't want me to always express how I felt, it was, I, I don't know if it's like, you know, a woman thing or if it's just, I'm so sensitive thing. <laughs> I've just never been able to not express. Oh, wow. that's, you know what I mean? That's great. I never, yeah. I can't hold back. Like even now, if something makes me sad, like there will be tears, good, good or bad, you know, a good yeah. movie, movies about love. I'm like a hopeless, hopeless romantic at this point. Um, <laughs> You're not hopeless. I'm not hopeless. There's somebody out there for you, Allie. Yeah, I, know it. I believe it. I believe You're it. Listening to this podcast right now. Oh, geez, that's a, that's intense. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so well, hit her up. She's single, fellas. <laughs> Wait, what was I saying? Hopeless romantic. Oh, movies about love. Oh, yeah. If I'm watching anything love related, I'm just like, oh yeah. Uh. Um, but okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I love it. So expressing yourself. That's great. What do you do for fun with your off time? Uh, I've been spending a lot of time in the woods, Ooh. camping, hiking, being outdoors. Um, training for lacrosse keeps me busy as well. Um, yeah. And those two things, between those two things, that's like what I, I, what I'm enjoying right now. Yeah. Nature's a big one. What? Okay. So this one's also a bit astray from most of my questions. Everyone gets thrown off by this. What is your relationship like with spirituality and religion stemming from childhood to now? Mm, Okay. So I grew up like Southern Baptist, like I got the Holy Ghost set me free. Got the Holy Ghost. Like that was church for me. Um, and it was great. It was soulful. It was funky. It was, uh, 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 uh. it was like, you got to have rhythm. You got to move. Like, um, that was my experience. (laughs) That was my experience growing up in the church. Um, as I think I got older, uh, and I got more into philosophy, world religions, psychology, 
um, the history of things. You know, like I, I think I'm more secular now um, than I was back then. Uh, I don't really consider myself religious in that I don't attend like service or mass or church on a Sunday every Sunday. Uh, I do have I do have a relationship with God. I do pray. I meditate. Um, yoga, the the yoga sutras of Pantanjali, I think it is. Um, that was very pivotal. Um, like a lot of, if you'll see remnants of that in my book. Um, that was kind of that kind of came at a pivotal time. Some Buddhism, um, you know, life is suffering. Just these principles where I was like. Oh my gosh, why didn't anyone tell me this earlier? So I'm I'm supposed to be suffering. Okay, I get it now. Okay, this is part of the plan. Um and then I'm 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 very much like into you know philosophy and mysticism to some degree. Um I'm a fan of 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 uh, so, you know a lot of the American mystics like Vernon Howard um I'm trying to think of the guy's name because yeah. he has your name. <laughs> yeah, Vernon Vernon Howard is just the, one of the names that's coming to me. Um, there's a guy by the name of Krish, uh, uh, totally Kermit. I think it's sort of short for Kermit or something like that. Um, and then the um, the book, the autobiography of a yogi. Um, I forget who's Yogananda. Is it Yogananda or is my mixing that? It might be Yogananda. But so a very Baptist, Southern, like gospel, uh, Pentecostal upbringing to more of like a mixture of, you know, yogi slash mysticism slash Socrates philosophy. And a lot of my like view was shaped by travel. So being abroad and seeing different cultures and experiencing life almost at a, in a almost like a different dimension, it felt like yeah. in some cases that shaped my worldview. And it's very universal. It's a very holistic, I mean, I don't I don't think there's any wrong way. I think the people are, you know, like for me, it's like, I've just kind of taken bits and pieces what I've liked yeah. and made it my own yeah. and disregarded the things that I was like, Oh, that's kind of weird. You <laughs> know? So yeah, there's, I think there is, um, there's a lot of value in having a, a framework and a system and a belief, uh, says, especially now, right. If you don't believe in anything, probably like in a rough spot right now, but if you believe in, like, even if you don't believe, even if you're an atheist, right, you still believe something, right? So maybe this is like part of the plan and you're like, well, the world is just screwed up and that's the way it's going to be. But um, yeah, I, I encourage people to kind of craft their own, you know, thing that works for them. And um, yeah, I, I have a belief in God, you know, you know, the creator or the universe or whatever they call it these days. But yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm super religious at this point my life yeah for your spiritual no i love that and i i couldn't agree you grew up in florida right yes i did cool i'm a florida boy <laughs> fla all the way <laughs> um yeah I, on when i took my test for real estate i really am a 
Ooh, I was just going to say one of those things. I was going to say, I am a bad test taker. You're and right. You're great. You're the best test taker I know. I'm a better test taker than I was mm-hmm. as of now. But I, you know, I always struggled with taking tests and studying for tests. And um, that day, I just, I had the most spiritual day that day. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was so cool. I was like, not as anxious and worried as I was the rest of the week studying for this test. I was not as anxious as I thought I was going to be until I was like about to step foot into the test room. And I woke up and I was just like, I was like dancing out all of my worries and fears. And mm. I was like calling in all my angels saying mm. like, please, anyone listening, like help me out with this. Like calling all my grandparents, great grand. I invited my great grandparents. Wow. Uh, it, it was just, I felt like I had a party with my angels that day. And it was wild Vernon because I find out later in the day. Well, I find out midday, my sister's engaged same day, but earlier in the day, my uncle and aunt and great uncle were spreading my grandmother's ashes in the mountains of California where she wanted to be. And I had no idea that was happening that day. Yeah. And, oh, it gets even weirder. I mean, my great uncle was asking my uncle about like, they were on the mountain and they were asking about like rings because I guess it was somebody's um, anniversary coming up. And they were talking about, do you remember where you bought the ring for your wife and, and jewelry and shopping for that time? And Later that day, my uncle receives a picture of my sister and her now fiance on a mountain, and she's engaged. Wow. It was just, I mean, I can dig into these things all day. And and the more open you are to it, the more you see it. I don't, it was just like our family's kind of taking it as like my grandmother. What? I mean, that's a lot to happen for one family in one day, you know, and a lot of beautiful things. And it was just, I mean, she passed in April, so August, four months later, and it just so happened to be the same day my sister gets engaged and I passed my real estate test, and it's just like, thank you, Grammy. (laughs) Yeah. You know? You know, I'm not surprised, right? I I think I used to be. mm. I would be like, wow, what a coincidence, and now I'm just like, no, that's just the way it works. Yeah. It's set up like that. Yeah, we kind of took it as like a a little message from her being like, all right, everybody move on, you know, move forward. And so it's just a beautiful little message. And it was just so interesting that I was like basically talking to her all day that day, you know, I mean, she pretty, I always, I tell everyone, she pretty much got me into this apartment when she did. And I wouldn't be living at the Jersey shore if it weren't for her and whoever else was helping her muster this creation of a life for me, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, I, I think it's such a beautiful thing. And it's like, why don't people want to believe in these things despite not having maybe tangible proof, but sometimes it's like, how can like, even though it's not tangible, there's so much proof if you yeah. look for it. Well, everything was an idea before it became reality too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just saw a quote the other day that was like, People created the life that you're living and you can change it or something like that. Like the way that you live has been created by people. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't like you can do something about it if you don't like it. Yeah. I loved 100%. I agree. 
But Vernon, lastly, is there anything you wish we spoke about, something I didn't ask or something intuitive you would like to share? Mm. I had a, I had my first reading. Uh, what kind of reading? Uh, from a, an, a, what is it, an astrologist? Okay. Uh, and that was really cool. That was, I was just like, whoa, this, yeah. this freaking is crazy. <laughs> like some of the stuff she was telling me, I was like, how do you know that? Wait, are we, you're all the way on the other side of the world. But that was, that was a really cool experience. Um, I think that's in the same wavelength of what you just shared. Just like hearing things like, and I'm just like, whoa, this is, this works. This yeah. is real. So that was a cool experience. But no, I, I think, um, yeah, you, this has been great. I'm so grateful to be able to come here and share some wisdom and energy <laughs> on your platform. And you're an amazing human. I, you know, from the moment we connected, I knew that I was like, she just, you just had the energy, you had the smile. And that's, you know, you know, people, Anybody who smiles and brings energy is a friend of mine. So yeah, thank you. Likewise. Thank you so much. Where can we find you and how can we support you? Uh, that's a great question. I'm going to hit you with some URLs now. So uh, anyone who's interested in writing a book, I actually put together a little cheat sheet, um, the 90minutebookmethod.com. So it's 90minbookmethod.com. Uh, so if you can head over there, if you want to get that, um, my book is going to be dropping soon here. Um, maybe I can hook everyone up with like a discount code or something like that. Hit up Allie. Um, that'll be on Amazon. It's called the seven laws of mindful living and, uh, that'll be dropping soon. And then if you ever want to connect with me or like learn how to get more skills or find a mentor coach, you know, I have a really cool community that's called, um, you can find that at skillsfam. Just type in skillsfam.com and it'll take you that there. So, um, yeah, those are like three kind of ways to connect with me. Just really just go to skillsfam.com if you want to connect with me and um, everything will be there. You know, if you're listening to this, hopefully you got something, you know, out of it. If you did, do me one favor because I know how it is as a podcaster. We don't get a lot of feedback. So if you hear this and you made it to the very end, do me a solid. If you would, it's the only thing I'm asking you to do just to hit up Allie and be like, I love the podcast. I love this. And then leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's all I ask of you. That's it. Not in, and you can buy me meal a meal if you know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and my Venmo you know is. <laughs> and the Venmo, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's brilliant. <laughs> I take PayPal. <laughs> I love it. Vernon, thank you so much. This was so much fun having you on here. It was a long time coming and oh, it yeah. was really a pleasure. Oh, it's it's definitely a pleasure. And thank you again for having me. Love it. Thank you. Well, that is a wrap, folks. Thank you, as always, for listening, tuning in, sharing your time and attention with Vernon and I this week. Vernon, thank you so much for being on here. I had such a blast talking to you the other day. Um, thank you for your patience with my tech issues. This is the podcast life, ladies and gentlemen. Um, well and Why is a year and a half old. 
and I cannot believe it. I just want to thank you guys so much. I see the numbers. They're not huge, but you guys are listening. And I just really appreciate that from the bottom of my heart for you taking the time to just hear what we have to say. And hopefully you're getting something out of this. So please let me know well and why at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram at spiritually nutritious. Everything is linked down in the show notes with all of Vernon's contact info and amazing things that he has out there for us to expand our skill base and our knowledge and our connections and everything. So thank you all so much. I appreciate you. I love you. And thank you for listening. Ta-ta for now.